Have you ever wondered how to trust God when you're walking through a season of pain and grief? Today's guest knows what it's like to face heartbreak, and she also knows how to find strength and comfort in God, even when her testimony was not the one that she prayed for. If you need some encouragement today that God has good things waiting for you, even on the other side of dark seasons, this episode is for you. Let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome to So Good Sisterhood. I'm your host, Julie Mullins, and my husband Todd and I pastor Christ Fellowship Church together. The So Good Sisterhood is a podcast that is all about investing in every girl from every generation. It's this opportunity to have relevant conversations every single month about living intentionally, leading confidently, and loving generously. And hopefully, it will leave you saying, that was so good. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the So Good Sisterhood podcast. We are so honored that you would join us today. We know that your time is valuable, and it just means so much that you would jump on today to be a part of this conversation. Well, I am so excited today about this conversation. I have my good friend, Elizabeth Mitchell, with me today. And Elizabeth and her husband are on the lead team at Boca Raton Community Church, an amazing church just down the road from us. And we serve together Mm -hmm. um, in something we call Church United, which is bringing churches in our region together to to do something together that we could never do on our own. And we love being able to partner together. But Elizabeth is actually, she's a blogger, an author, a speaker, She is also a part of the faculty of World Lead, and she frequently travels overseas to do leadership development and training mentors, and she's just an amazing leader. But most recently, she's the author of a book and a Bible study called Journey for the Heart, Hope When Life's Unfair. And I am so excited to have you with me today, Elizabeth. Oh, Julie, thank you for having me. It's quite an honor that you would asked me to come on this podcast with you. Well, when we first launched this season, you were the first people that came to my mind because this season is all about carrying God's light mm-hmm. into our everyday lives and and learning to reflect Him in everything that we do. And this is what you do. This is who you are. And I have watched you over the years just carry the light of Jesus, the light of his word in your home, in your church, in the community. And it has been such a blessing to just be a part of just really serving the Lord together here in South Florida, but also just seeing firsthand, having a, a seat to watch what God's done through the testimony that that he's forged in your life. And, you know, this season is all about reflecting Jesus and everything we do. And I think sometimes that when things are going really well yeah. in life, it's a little bit easier to reflect sure. and embody the nature of Christ. But sure. as we know, we all are going to walk through really difficult seasons. Um, we walk through seasons of heartbreak and grief. And, and you had a, a season like this. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, several months back, you sent me a, a copy of your book before it was actually published. And I was reading it on my computer and Todd walked in the office and I I could not stop crying just at the beauty of your story and the beauty of the faithfulness of God mm-hmm. through your story. And I know that your book is going to just touch so many lives. But what impacted me the most is that through some of the most difficult valleys that a person could walk through, you you found you found God. Yes. You you found him faithful 
And you found a source of courage in Jesus that I just think is so beautiful. And I would love for you just to share just a little bit of your story um, and what you walked through and really what the book is all about. Oh, well, thank you. I grew up in Jamaica in a very large Lebanese family. On that little island in a beautiful little church, I understood the gospel for the first time when I was 14 and surrendered my heart Mm -hmm. to the Lord. We moved to South Florida. I met Bill. We've been married 41 years. Our firstborn is also Bill. He has two children. Mm -hmm. Our second is Gregory, married to Kimberly, and they have two wonderful children as well. Our third child, Jackie, is in Chicago working Mm -hmm. at a church. I thought my life was so perfect. And then we had our fourth child, James. And when he was born, we were unaware that he had congenital heart disease. It was a condition called transposition of the great vessels, and there was no place in South Florida that could fix that huge problem. So he was airlifted to Boston and had his first open-heart surgery at three days old. Wow. And then pacemaker surgeries following and other open-heart surgeries. When he was four, they said, your only option now is a heart transplant because everything else was a dead end. And we went through that, and through all of that, the Lord was so faithful, carried us through so much of that that was difficult and hard. And and then James recovered through all those different challenges, lived well, lived strong. The heart transplant was a perfect match. And then when he was 13, it was sudden and immediate rejection, and Mm. the Lord took him to heaven Mm. at 13 and a half. Wow. And You know, you said um, earlier he was your fourth child, and you have five children, beautiful children, um, and one now in heaven. And um, I know this had to have been such a a challenging season. Mm -hmm. But I, as you, you know, as you mentioned in your book, there was just you know so much wisdom and practical tools as you made through that, as you made that journey Mm -hmm. through what you just described in a very, you know, just a a brief amount of time was a several year journey. And and I feel like that your book is actually a survival guide for anyone who might find themselves in a crisis. And, you know, as as you look back on your journey from just the many months in the hospital mm-hmm. with James as a baby and then a toddler, and then, you know, in those in those days when he was 13, as you look back, what what would be your wisdom or advice mm-hmm. for someone going through something that may not be as, you know, as extreme as what you walk through, but but a crisis that they might be walking through. Sure. I, I, that's why I wrote Journey for the Heart, mm-hmm. to give guidance, to give guardrails, mm-hmm. to give encouragement, to say no matter where you are, no mm-hmm. matter how small that disappointment is or how large that heartache might be, that mm-hmm. you can trust the Lord. Yeah. Yes. And I would encourage you to put your face in His direction, mm-hmm. even when everything's falling apart, Yeah, to -hmm. be totally honest with him, to let him know exactly how you're feeling. He can handle all of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is a temptation to put our backs to the Lord when we're in a difficult place, to imagine that he's indifferent to our pain, and and that's an absolute lie. Yeah, He he draws closest to us when we are in a very difficult place and wants to give us more and more of himself. Mm -hmm. So run in his direction, hide yourself in his word, yeah. You know, go there for solace. It's mm-hmm. oxygen, it's water, it's mm-hmm. bread, it's everything we need. Yeah. 
and let other people in. Yes. Don't try and do any of this mm-hmm. on your own. Mm-hmm. You know. So your journey with James and and really with your entire family, because I think this isn't just your testimony. Right, no. This is this has forged your family testimony, exactly. right? And exactly. so their their faith was forged in this journey too. But you spent a lot of time in hospital rooms. And I remember you shared in your book when you were sitting in the Miami hospital and and you realized that that you needed to have a shift in perspective. So you began to list 10 things that you could have Mm -hmm. easily taken for granted. You also began to journal some prayers out of the Mm -hmm. Psalms that encouraged you. And I would love to hear how you made that move from questioning God to worshiping God even though your circumstances around you did not change. Right. Right. I think he brought me to a place of, after quite a little bit, mm-hmm. when, when I heard he needed a heart transplant, I mm-hmm. think that was perhaps one of the darkest periods. Mm-hmm. And what led up to that, all the trauma in his body that he endured, and the continual assault of mm-hmm. all the machines and what he was enduring. And, you know, I, I realized I had a choice. I could throw myself on the ground and have a temper tantrum, and I really wanted to do that. I told him it wasn't fair, mm-hmm. that he was asking us to do more after we'd done so much. And because he's such a gracious God, he brought us to a place of acceptance that his way was the right way, and mm-hmm. you just had to trust him. So it was a process. Right. Loving people, giving wise counsel, mm-hmm. my husband's incredible support mm-hmm. and wisdom and allowing me to figure things out. I didn't have to be spiritual, Julie. I didn't have to <laughs> pretend everything was okay. And mm-hmm. I knew I could trust my Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. From I was a young girl, I'd learned that He is trustworthy. Yes. And so this was another part of the journey. And mm-hmm. it was moment by moment, prayer by prayer. Mm-hmm hanging out in his word and Mm -hmm. hanging around people who would encourage our faith. All of that allowed me. And then he, I read it somewhere, and I don't know where I wish I could give that person credit, but the beauty and the strength and the power that comes from worshiping him, particularly when it's very dark. Yes. As you said, it's easy to worship when things are going well. Mm -hmm. But he calls us in his word to give him a sacrifice of praise. And part of that is worshiping him when you have nothing to bring him, and you bring him nothing, Mm -hmm. and you bring him that empty ache and that heartache, and you just thank him for who he is and that he knows what's going on even though everything is out of your control. Mm -hmm. And worshiping there, somehow in a miraculous way, he circumstances stays the same, but he changes you. He changed Mm me. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm still learning to do that. And that's what he does, right? And, you know, I think that's what it means to worship in spirit and in truth. It doesn't say in our feelings and no. emotions, right? right. Um, even though we engage our right. emotions, but to you know, to align our will yes. um, to him, yeah. to 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 actually tell our soul what yeah. to do, yeah. right? And I think this that's so yeah. important and so powerful. I I was just thinking about you know, just even in the book of Acts that when they were waiting for the Holy Spirit, it says that they were in one accord and they worshiped, right? And it was that posture Mm -hmm. of worship that actually, that in the wait, the posture of worship in the waiting waiting. is what made them ready to receive what the Holy Spirit came to give. And and I I think there's just something powerful that happens when we, when we turn, you know, um, we turn our, our anxieties and our worries into worship 
that that posture actually ushers in the the ability for us to be to receive what God mm-hmm. wants to give us in that moment, right? Because right. He's there, That's you know. Right. He He wants to show up, and so I I'd love for you just to share a little bit about about James and what he was like, and just you know for for our mm-hmm. for our listeners to know who James is. I'm not going to say what because it's who <laughs> James is because he is still living, mm-hmm. right? He's in the land of the living. That's right. More than ever before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julie, that's the kindest thing you can say to anybody who's mm-hmm. lost anyone. You know, it's just tell me about, mm-hmm. like, use their name just mm-hmm. like you've done. Uh, James should have been a wimpy kid because of all he'd been through. He should have been irritable and a little mean-spirited. But God gave him grace to overcome. And so many people were praying for him. It, all his suffering, I think, sweetened him. Okay. And he came to show all of us um, how to manage life when it's out of control and unpredictable, not going the way you want it to go. Mm-hmm. So the Lord sent him to show us what faithfulness looks like. And it was God's faithfulness through him. And he was full of love. Every picture we have of him, he has his arm around somebody giving them a tight hug. Mm-hmm. We couldn't find one photograph without him smiling in it. He had a he had a joy. It was as if he knew, even as a little boy, that life was an extraordinary gift and he couldn't waste a minute on anything less than celebration. Mm-hmm. So he celebrated and yes. he loved little things and socks and underwear were a big deal when he got those new. <laughs> he didn't need a big gift and wow. Mm-hmm. He just had he had grace from the Lord to endure, mm-hmm. and then he blessed all of us through his life. And he loved God's Word. Yes, he did. And I remember yes. that he, I mean, he lo- He would put so many scriptures to memory, yeah. Yeah. and he, he loved the Word yeah. of God. We challenged them in our homeschooling to read the Bible through in a year, He, and there was a $20 bill at the end of it, and he earned it twice. Oh, that's amazing. And then, even more delightful, he journaled. And I, we have a record of some of his journals mm-hmm. of what he learned from God's word, and I put some of that in the book yes, as well. Yes, yeah. I, one of the, when, like I said, when I read the book, when you sent it to me, it was by email. But when I received a real copy of your book, the my favorite part was mm-hmm. at the beginning of every chapter. There's a scripture, and the scripture is written in James' handwriting. Yeah. And some of them even are dated. Yeah. And I, I literally, I didn't expect that. And again, when I read that, I was just thinking, God, you're so good, mm-hmm. right? Your word is living and active. Yeah. And James is still, you know, his, his ministry of love and celebration and, and love for the word is, is living on through, mm-hmm. through this book and through the ministry that God's called you to. Pretty remarkable. It's, it's amazing, right? That's, that's just the, the, how our God is, mm-hmm. right? He, he gives us just this beautiful glimpse of, of eternity. And I love that he does that through his word. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, one of the things that, that, again, that has inspired me about your story is just your love for God's word. And I just wonder if there were any scriptures in particular, mm-hmm. I know you shared several that James shared, but if there were any in particular that that come to your mind mm-hmm. in your heart that when you think back on the journey, especially the darkest times, were yes. there scriptures that, that lit your path in that yes. season? Oh, absolutely. There's one in Matthew, I think it's Matthew 14. It's also somewhere in Mark where they're in the boat, the disciples, they're in the storm, he's coming towards them. 
and he speaks just a few words, and it was as if when I read that, he spoke it right to me. Mm. And, and he said, take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. Mm. And he marked that indelibly on my heart. That's beautiful. Another one, Psalm 20 was a gift to me right when I was traveling to Boston for that first open heart surgery. Psalm 20 says, May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. Mm -hmm. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. Mm -hmm. May he send you help from the sanctuary and give you support from Zion. May he answer the desires of your heart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. So, and those are those are words you can hang on to. Yes, and right? I did. And you did. <laughs> I know you did. I know you did. If you want to connect with some friends and dig deeper into the content from the podcast today, we've created a resource just for you. It's called Show Notes Plus. And Show Notes Plus gives you access to the notes from today's episode, discussion questions, key scripture verses, and links to additional resources, and even some devotionals. So make sure you click the link in our show notes so you don't miss out on the chance to dive deeper. Well, Elizabeth, one of the verses that I've heard you speak on before is Romans 8.28, that all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. Mm -hmm. And and this is not a verse that I would ever, you know, begin to share with someone who has right. walked through a valley as you've walked through. There's definitely a time and a place for that verse. However, you've spoken mm -hmm. about this verse and being in this part of your journey, in as you look back in the rearview mirror, I'd love for you to share a little bit about how this verse has been a reality in your life and in your family's life. I didn't like that verse right away after James died. I, I said it out loud. You can't bring anything good from this much pain, from this agony that you've asked us to endure. I, I said it many times because I didn't think it was possible. I knew that verse, and I knew the truth of that verse, that he does bring good from what is not good. I just didn't see how it was possible. But God continues to prove me wrong because in many, many ways he's used the fact that he took James to heaven to bring about great good here on earth, as only he could do. Just if I touch on one of them, when James was a little boy, he was involved with Awana at our church and learned how to love the Lord's word there mm -hmm. and was discipled through Awana ministry. And then as he grew older, he became a leader in training. So when he passed away, his, his youth leader invited Awana to come and talk with us, and they flew from Chicago to South Florida and did a film on James's life that they used at their Awana clubs. And because of that connection, and because James had such a love for Awana, we ended up as a church, and as my husband and I, helping Awana internationally, and it's grown and we call it World Leads. So now we travel to dozens of countries every year with our World Lead team. And we build into the Awana leaders and operation mobilization and a whole host of other nonprofit leaders and um, get to see what God's doing there. They teach us, we're teaching them. Amazing. And it all came because yeah. God connected And us. there's some exciting things happening through World yes. Lead in Zimbabwe. Why yes. don't you share a little bit about that? Yeah, in uh, Zimbabwe, they've invited Awana clubs that teach about the Lord and the Bible and Bible stories and songs and games. They've invited the public school system. The government has invited Awana 
to come into the public wow. schools Monday through Friday, and they're seeing remarkable changes in the children's behavior and truancy and teenage pregnancy going down. And the parents are amazed that what is happening? And right. so it's spreading from Zimbabwe to the surrounding countries. And a lot of that because of James. I, a lot of that because <laughs> of James, because you have mobilized so many leaders here We've in the States part. to do leadership training down yes. there. And the seeds that have been planted are producing such great yes. fruit. You know, not just one tree, right? Mm -hmm. The seed, not just one tree, but orchards of beautiful fruit. Yeah. And now to see a generation mm -hmm. that's going to be changed in Zimbabwe. Yes. I love it. Me too. And our God is so good. Only he could do that. Only God. You know, one of the things that you mentioned in your book, there was a quote that, that inspired you mm -hmm. also yeah. by Elizabeth Elliot. I'd love for you to share that quote and maybe what it meant for you in that season. I read it probably years before, but she says, how to, how to deal with a difficult uh, situation and circumstance. And of course, we know she did mm -hmm. in her life. She says, you do the next thing. Mm -hmm. And to me, that was like a, a call to action. You, you can't fix where you are. Right. Nothing is making any sense. But just like Ruth in the Bible and Joseph in the Bible, you don't get paralyzed by your terrible situation. Mm -hmm. You keep moving. Right. While you're waiting for him to change and work and fix and help, you keep doing the next good thing that you right. know to do. Mm -hmm. You get out of bed. You wash your face. You go and make breakfast for the other children. When you can't manage, you come back in your room and, and pray some more and beg, and then you go out and you just keep doing mm -hmm. the next thing mm -hmm. while you wait for him to transform yeah. and to help That's and to so give good. you courage. That's so good. You know. We say a lot around here that that your your destiny is not a mystery. Mm -hmm. You know, your destiny is going to be determined yes. by the commitments that you the make choices. and then the steps that you take. Yeah. And it's just the step, the commitment that you make that I'm going to be faithful to God yes. because he's been faithful to me and I'm going to take the next step yes. to do the next right thing yes, and just one. keep following in obedience mm -hmm. and we'll find him when we will find him on the path as right. we as we take just that next right. step that's so beautiful and he's able to direct us as yes. we're moving yes you know? absolutely absolutely and this is what he's done he's done with you and through you and i am so excited about about this book and for our listeners to be able to get a copy of this book so would love we're going to do a giveaway on our social media so make sure you're following us on at cf sisterhood and we would love to give a couple of your books away, but also we're going to link your website in the show notes so people can get the book and really be ministered to and get the Bible study also so that they can be ministered to the way that you have ministered to the women in your own church and also just now women all around the world. And Elizabeth, I'm so thankful for you, thankful for just that you have allowed God to use your story to bring glory to Him and allowed James' legacy to live on. This legacy of celebration and the love of God's Word is just going to be living on forever. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing to be a part of the kingdom of God, right? Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you so much for tuning in today. Make sure that you subscribe and make sure that you share this episode with a friend. You know somebody that's going through a hard time right now that needs to hear what Elizabeth had to share. And so we can't wait to connect with you soon. And we'll see you next time on the So Good Sisterhood Podcast. We're so glad you joined us today for the So Good Sisterhood Podcast. 
For additional resources and show notes from today's episode, check out our website, SoGoodSisterhood.com. Remember, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, but He's always doing a new thing. What step are you going to take today so you don't miss out on it? If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with a friend or just leave us a comment. We hope today's episode leaves you feeling so good.